0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Father calls a son, he does not leave him full of the world, of his own desires and instincts of the flesh. The Father calls his son to his side, and then angels are dispatched to bring him his son. These angels know the condition the son must be in to present himself before the father. He cannot come full of himself with all of his worldly desires, his ego, lest he feel the pain of his sin and flee before even hearing his father's voice like Adam hiding from his shade. Like fine gold is refined by fire, the son is confronted by the devil face to face, just as Job faced Satan at the will of God. As Christ was tempted for forty days prior to returning to start his ministry, Christ faced the evil one who brought the heat of the furnace to purify his heart, soul, and his mind of this world. Every calling in the Word of God for the Son of Man is the same, but manifests in different ways, but always has the same outcome. The Son of Man is finally purified, refined like fine gold, knowing his own sin and grasping the law of God so deeply that he can finally confess his unworthy stature and repent fully, completely, with a fully humble and contrite heart. Then, and only then, can a son approach the throne of his father, and even so, he still crawls. The fact that you are here listening to this show demonstrates that you are heeding the call, for many are called, and few are chosen. Those that are chosen have to actually respond to that call.
2: Well, welcome everyone to uh, tonight's show. Uh, this is Steve Olson. I'm just going to sit in for Derek tonight. Um, he asked me to sit in. No, actually, he's here. Hey, Derek. No, you're not going to leave me out alone. You're not going to leave me alone out here by myself, are you, <laughs> Derek? Don't do that. To no,
3: you, no, no, no. I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well anyway so everyone, wow what an exciting to- yeah what an exciting topic yeah. tonight to talk about uh you know to talk about coming I mean, you know uh trouble that is around the corner and how we can deal with it i mean i think it's a great thing to be talking about right now derek
3: yeah it's you know it's uh primarily i just you know i woke up last night with um with a number of dreams and um as uh as unsurprising as it was first was a dream of uh, of a of a blue and a red planet um, both coming down and actually kissing uh, cl- kissing this planet and with it came a huge amount of uh, angelic activity it was it was quite a stunning uh stunning dream, but on top of that it um, it reawakened uh, me to uh, to speak to um, what we can expect in this governmental system. So we can talk about the cosmological aspect of things. Um, and obviously, Steve, that's something that you do often. And, uh, and I definitely want to cover that because as we've seen, you know, on some of the pictures that you've shown lately, obviously the planet of Jupiter um, being such an integral part of, uh, of Revelation and that prophecy, and then it being attacked, literally being attacked by what looks like a UFO, um, and um, on on government radar, right? This is uh, government pictures. This is quite astonishing sure stuff is. to see. Something, is. Particularly to see the. I don't think that anybody realizes because you're kind of looking at these pictures and thinking, okay, this is just this disc-looking kind of UFO that is shooting at a planet, and obviously causing some some significant damage. There's uh, obviously it's not having no impact. There's a, a huge amount of energy coming off of that. Uh, what looks like a huge explosion but more importantly the size of the craft shooting at it it's the size of a planet so it's not like some little disc that you see over top of your house
2: right right well there's two parts to this right there's this craft that we're seeing and then which is just remarkable okay because if, if you watch mainstream media at all out there guys you'll see that like they, they're, they're slowly disclosing like their recent one was uh, some, the, the fact that they were capitulating the fact that they spent like 21 million dollars some pittance on a, on a UFO identification program, or something like that, right? And then here I am on the Navy SECI telescope, <laughs> public site, which, by the way, they make it look like it's like it's head of hell itself to try to go to it. They'll actually give you a warning saying, if you go past this point, your computer could be at risk, and I just blow past that. And I go in there, and here I'm looking at this disk coming up from the bottom of this uh, triangular, like, cut of section of the, of the view. And behind that cutout section of the view, which is even more interesting, is from ground-based telescopic extended exposures, we were able to identify, check this out, Derek, a Vesica Pisces coming towards Jupiter during the same time that it expelled a huge amount of energy on the Navy telescope. And you have to ask yourself, right, is this natural phenomenon or is this artificial phenomena that's being caused by some intelligence, right? And as I look out there, there is a round craft literally shooting a beam out. Now, I'm looking at this on a Navy telescope, and the only people that are seeing this in the world are people that subscribe to WSO and maybe a couple other channels out there. And it's just so bizarre to me uh, to start the conversation tonight, right? Wow. Yeah.
3: Well, and, and, that's, and, and Steve, that's primarily when somebody comes and they go, you know, And they say, or you're deceiving the people, you're part of the deception. Um, let me just um, give you a little bit of insight into the deception, number one, as I've said many times, happened a long time ago. Um, the alteration of what it is that we live in, where we live in, and everything. Otherwise, Christ wouldn't have come in the first place. There wouldn't have been a, there wouldn't have been a need for him to come saying the things that he was saying. Um, but more importantly, we're talking about the rulers of the world. The, the deception if, – if I were part of that deception, if you were part of that deception, we would be one heck of a lot more popular. They would make sure that our voices were heard on every mainstream media channel. Right. We wouldn't be, and we wouldn't be some little obscure YouTube shop over here. I wouldn't be doing this from a trailer.
2: Right, nor nor me from a small little apartment, you know, uh, just barely scraping along, right? And and mm-hmm. so, the, the, you know, so the, the the irony or the the it's just fascinating to me that we are looking at a U.S. nation. I'm going to repeat it one more time, just so how amazing it is, and seeing these bizarre happenings happening, and we're trying to put some sense on it, right? We're trying to put some logic around it. We're trying to figure out what it might be, but again, it does not at all you know, the, the realization of seeing these things out there, like this guy's not in one way, shape, or form affects my faith. I want to put that out there because one of the things that I think they're going to use is they're going to use this extraterrestrial threat, this extraterrestrial illusion, if you will, because it's always been, it's not like it just started yesterday. Right. And they're going to Mm -hmm. try to use that to destroy people's faith. Derek, they're going to try to say that this obviates, um, our idea of the father, God creator.
3: Of course. And see, this is what I mean. You know, um, I've had some, uh, some back and forth with naughty beaver. Um, you know, naughty is, uh, I just, I just love him. Um, but he's, he's very reclusive, right? So he's uh secluded He, he secludes himself where he's at. Um, and, uh, i fully, I believe me, I absolutely understand it. I would love to be in a cave. Um, and and not be tasked with doing this because it's very difficult to have one foot on the sand and one foot on the sea right constantly and and uh one foot in the spirit and have to be in the world at the same time the distractions of it are very very you know uh, just difficult to to deal with on a minute by minute basis but it's you know it's what I'm called to do and and um so but in talking with noty um it's quite clear uh to to all of us what this is going to look like. And um, this begins with our, r- the rulers of the world, the governmental bodies. So let's say the, um, the New World Order, which I've put in the title of this specifically for that reason, because to help you see and help everybody out there understand of what this looks like as it begins. When I say that time is short, I say that because as you're now learning that finding yourself... And going through the the machinations of understanding the source, understanding the Father, understanding who you are is not a simple task. And this is precisely why you can instantly know that, first of all, once you do find the Father, once you do find this and you find that peace, you know right away that it's true. But more importantly, you understand that once you find it, that's when the trouble begins because the attacks are going to come and you're going to be separated from the world so the, the, the scriptures, Christ's words, now come to life. You realize that you are living the life of Christ. Your family's calling you crazy. Um, you, that when you speak to certain people, they hear it and they love it. And then you speak to certain people, and they're visceral, and so you, you immediately begin to understand, wow, that guy's a Pharisee. That guy's a Sadducee. That guy is Peter. He likes what I have to say, but then he attacks me, and, and uh, you, know, you begin to relate to every single character in every single situation. That's why I, uh, I continually press upon everybody to read Christ's words, because it is a survival guide for you right now. Um, and, and establishing and understanding who you are, because as this begins to take place, it is a lengthier process. It's a lengthier process, and that process is first the New World Order agenda, right? That's going to show up. Now, if you think about the motives of, of the rulers of the world and the governments, they are all connected. So a threat of North Korea and Iran's going to do this and all of this, that's that's a big stage play. This is the... the um, this is the greatest play in the history of the cosmos. It is a stage play that is so well orchestrated, and everybody is just a—they're just a player. They're playing a bit. They're just playing a part. And in reality, so are you, in this flesh. And that's the thing that when I said earlier today on the video, be a passerby. And that's also one of the uh, one of the statements of of, of Christ in the uh, in the Book of Thomas. You know that be a passerby, and that means. That understand that you're just playing a role here, that you you don't want to become – in fact, uh, a, a genius statement is, you know, play Hamlet. Don't become him, uh, and that's it. So play this role in this world. Don't become the role in the world. So understand that you're, you're just in this play. So when people ask me, you know, should I flee from my job? Should I do these things? No, just understand that you're playing a role. You're just acting the part now because once you know the truth if you're no longer when you stop acting the part you're going to be attacked. And and that's and that's the reality of the situation but this new world order piece they're going to collapse this around. Now, order out of chaos is the Masons is the Masons motto, right? And this goes way 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 back. So, uh you can always expect that they create the chaos because they know the solution they want to create. And if you understand, and if you understand from the Georgia Guidestones that their intention is to eliminate a lot of people, right? We're, we're talking down to a population of, of 500 million um, from 7.7 billion that we're at now. So a lot of people are going to die for the few. And
2: right, well, um, so the few can the, live in their mind. Well, and you know, there's, 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 there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that are going on right now to, that also I want to reassure people in the background. <laughs> a lot of goodness is happening right now. A lot of, for example, just having the dialogue that we're having right now. For example, the truth that's getting out there, we're noticing right now that things are getting exposed at an increasing rate. And it's, it's exponential right now. And so there's a lot of good things happening out there too. But what we're saying, I think Derek and I both are saying is, We have to be aware of the time that we're living in. It's a time of a great struggle that's happening. And all indications are based on what we're learning right now. It's a galactic scope. It's not just the earth that's involved. It's a huge struggle. Does that obviate my faith? No, it does not. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change Yeshua. It doesn't change the message of Yeshua. It doesn't change the things that we're talking about in the Word of God. It doesn't change one iota of those things. That's the first message that's the first place of anchor and strength you've got to have is your faith and your hope and your love, right? You have to be anchored. And so that's the first thing, the first preventative advice that I give to people is anchor yourself spiritually before you make a lot of changes in your life. The changes will come to you. This is what I find. So as I, like we were talking about earlier today, Derek, right, I was talking about the change in my awareness and consciousness really started to take place when I decided to be brutally honest with myself, right, right? Mm-hmm. brutally honest, okay? I'm talking about everything. This is that, this is that uh, concept that uh, Derek was talking about earlier in the month about judging yourself, right, and being honest about it. That's, that's what the Ten Commandments are about, by the way, you guys. The Ten Commandments are all about us coming to the realization that we fell short of all of them, okay? Because even if you think it in your heart, you've done it. And that kind of brutal honesty, not for the sake of pounding myself into the dirt, But to come to the realization that there was a great gift of grace and forgiveness that was given to me as a birthright, I've come to find, that I've always been a son of God, and I forgot who I was. And so this process of remembering who I am, where I came from, why I'm here, all of these things that Derek and I are sharing with you guys are to prepare you for what's around the corner. Because it's going to look really brutal, okay? Things are gonna look really, really bad at certain points. And it's critical that none of us lose our hope in that time.
4: Derek?
3: Yeah, now and and that brings up a really good point. Something that you and I discussed. When you read in the book of John, and I believe uh, it's John twenty one, twenty five. Let me open it up here pretty quick, find it. Uh John twenty one twenty five. Uh it says, Of course. Yeshua also did many other things, because it's wrapping up essentially the, the book of John. Yeshua did uh, many other things, and I suppose that if every one of them were written down, the world couldn't contain the books that would be written. Now, I mentioned this to you, you Steve, and said that that scripture in and of itself is evidence that Christ isn't a single man. That Christ is multitudes. Just like when he reappeared after resurrection in the scripture, it's allegory letting you know that the spirit of Christ was waking up. The fire that he set, like he said, I came to cast fire in the earth of wood that it were already kindled. The fire that he had already set, which was setting upon the world at that point in time, the consciousness of Christ, the connection to the source, and understanding all these same things, that these people that showed up, they were showing up. And it even says, that they dared to even ask the guy on the shore, in fact, that's almost it. I believe that's in the same uh, in the same book. Um, let me see here, yes, so
2: and while you find that, I'll just expound, uh, right so we we were talk- we were talking about in context of you know, I love that just that definition that you just came up with, which was if you want to look at Yeshua, of the man as anything, look at him as a fire starter. He started the fire. That's
3: exactly what he is.
2: That's exactly what he is. And started the fire that burns in all of us. That's what we're failing to realize. You know, people get so scared and, and freaked out when, when Naughty Beaver starts talking about the chakras and all that kind of stuff, right? It's like, really, guys? Really? The, there, is, there are truths that we have not been exposed to in the West, my friends, that are even under our noses in the form of Native Americans that we cannot simply ignore anymore. And this is part of being honest, when I have to be really honest with myself and look into the spiritual landscape, there are absolutely energies involved here, right? There are definitely things that are beyond what I was taught in Bible school going on here, right? And so as we try to expand your your minds to this kind of stuff and the peril that we're kind of in as a species right now, understand that this is a preparatory time that we're in. And we're not trying to freak you out to cause alarm. None of that's there. That's not what it's about. What we're trying to do is prepare, the, really, ultimately, the church, the bride of Christ, for returning to her twin flame. And people, that is the story. It's a big story. This is We have been bright, lost from our groom, twin. We've lost our twin. What is a twin? We, he, he and I are the same thing. I just forgot who I was. <laughs>
3: Yes, we're all we're, we're all brothers and sisters, and when everything is revealed, you're going to realize just how few of you there there actually is. And I'm going to get into that uh, a little later on this. Um, in, but before uh, we get Thomas off the topic,
2: Corn- though, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, one last thing. And so what did they want to throw Jesus off the cliff for? Every time he said something like what I just said, and you want to throw me off, because I actually claim... Clean, What you say is equality with God, with Christ. No, I didn't say that. I said he called me a son and a twin flame of his son. you understand the difference? So we've always been with Christ. We were lost from Christ. And now we're being returned to Christ. And whenever Christ would say, I am, or anything that would allude to the fact that he was was describing equality with the Father, they would want to throw him off the cliff, Derek. So if you want to of throw me off the cliff,
3: it's it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> but go ahead, Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course I don't want to throw you off the cliff. Uh, no, i but there are I'm, people to, tra- they Do uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. Well, maybe. I, I don't know how many uh, how many haters are listening, but you know they're they're always out there. Uh, so John 21 it says later later on, Yeshua revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. This is what happened. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the Twin. Now keep in mind thomas the twin was called the twin it doesn't tell you in the in the bible why he was called the twin but in the nagamadis you'll learn that thomas was christ's twin yeshua so he had a twin and of course that would be stricken because um that would kind of uh, destroy the uh the pagan aspects of the teachings of the virgin birth and all of that so nathan from cana in galilee the son uh the sons of zebedee and two of his disciples were together simon peter told them i'm going fishing they all told him Well, I'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but didn't catch a thing that night. So now understand that it's most likely not fishing, so to speak, not truly fishing. Right? So this is, remember, I'll make you fishers of men. So all of the allegory associated with this. Just as dawn was breaking, Yeshua stood on the shore. The disciples didn't realize it was Yeshua. Yeshua asked them, children, you don't have any fish, do you? So, you guys didn't catch any men. You didn't find anybody to awaken. You didn't spread Christ to anyone. And they answered him and said, No. And he told them, Throw your net to the right side of the boat. Now, remember, it was the right ear that Peter cut off. When you hear right and left, there's a right way of hearing and a wrong way, right? The left being wrong, and this isn't the political statement. But this is why they use that in, in politics. The right is right judgment when he said use right judgment. So anytime you see that, cutting off the right ear of the servant of Caiaphas when they came to arrest Yeshua was significant. And that's why it spec- uh, specifies the right ear, that the right ear is that he, he had been that servant of, of, of uh, Yeshua or of uh, Caiaphas at the time, had actually been a follower of Yeshua. That's why Peter struck him. So he struck his right ear because he had stopped listening. So he was like, "You can be without that ear because you stopped hearing the word." Now, um, but it says, "Throw your net to the right, right side of the boat, and you'll catch some." And so they threw it out to the right, and they were able to haul it in because it was so, weren't able to haul it in because it was so full of fish. Now it says, "The disciple whom uh, who Yeshua loved told Peter, this is being John. It is the Lord.' So he had to tell him." It's Yeshua. When Simon Peter heard it, it was the Lord. He put his clothes back on because he was practically naked and he jumped into the sea. Practically naked. He didn't have on his, um, this isn't, he wasn't practically naked in the boat, right? Because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He didn't have his clothing on. He wasn't righteous anymore. He had fallen away. He did not have the robes of righteousness on. He did not have the robes of truth on. So he put them back on and kind of remembering because he's going to go talk to the Lord. And the other disciples came in the boat dragging the net full of fish. They were about 200 cubits away from the shore, so not far off. When they arrived at the shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish lying on it and some bread. Yeshua told them, bring some and eat the fish that you, uh, that you caught. Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net, uh, uh, dragged the net full ashore, uh, ashore. It was full of large fish, 153 of them. 1 5 3 adding up to be 9 that indicates a godly number so a perfect number of a perfect number of God and although they were so many of them that the net was not torn then Yeshua told them come and have breakfast now here's the important part of this scripture and it says now none of the disciples dared ask him who are you so clearly it was not Yeshua the man that they knew before this was another person And just by him opening his mouth, they could feel, sense, and understand the Spirit of Christ was alive. That guy had literally become him because they knew it was the Lord, it says. Yeshua took the bread, gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. And this was now the third time that Yeshua revealed himself to the disciples after he had been raised
2: from the dead. So well, let if, me take the if he let, yeah, let me, take, let me le, Yeah, let me take the position of a student and ask you a question here. This is not sure. the only time that Jesus hid his the issue of figure hid his identity after the resurrection, is it, Derek? No. And it's and still so we, the what, same today. <laughs> right. And so was so the, so what you're bringing forward, was he hiding his identity or was he projecting himself through other people? Is that, is that what we're talking about
3: here? Um, it's not a projection of two other people. See, in, in, in our carnal mind, we see things in singularity form. You and me, we're different. This is why his, his statements were always about we're just the same, right? And the linkage between us, your brother, your sister, you're my brothers, you're my sisters, we're all of the family, we're of the body of Christ. So there is no difference just because this world and this earth – creates a divide between you doesn't mean that in heaven there is a divide that you are one being. You are a single being amongst all. You have been chopped up into pieces essentially, and I always liken this to the starfish. If you take a starfish and you chop it into a hundred thousand pieces, each piece will grow into a starfish. That is identical to the one it was chopped from. So imagine this. If your soul Let's imagine that there is, just going to give you a scenario, that there are only 144,000 children of the Father. There's only 144,000. But the enemy despises you so much, and that your soul is so big and so powerful and so full of energy that he can slice a single soul up into 20 million, and they might all see themselves as unique and individuals. But they are all one, uh, part of one soul. And so the 144,000 coming to save all of them, all 7.7 7 billion of them, Steve, is essentially the greatest rescue mission in the history of the cosmos.
2: Yeah, I've, I've, always, I've always thought that this is a huge jailbreak. I mean, I've always thought that there's an element of this that is so fantastic in terms of just the notorious nature of what's happening here. You know, a lot of people don't sit back just to think about how cool this is, right? We're literally, you know, part of a movement to end the subjugation of a species. Does, does that ring true with you? I mean, it, it's a jailbreak of, of just notorious. This is a story that will be, will be told for ages and eons, guys, that you're a part of. Don't for a second think that you're on this planet looking through those eyeballs by accident we're not all we're not here by accident guys right now this if you're aware of what's going on and you're listening to what we're saying yeah you're part of this movement you are part of this great jailbreak and that's the good news right but part of yes. the jailbreak, breaking process is we've got a world that is still in the prison like we might have gotten out of the prison a little bit gotten a look you know maybe we're 20 feet from the fence right now maybe is what I would say, right? We're not still clear of the prison yet. They could grab us anytime. But I look back and I go, wow, I I'm still just looking back at the prison and going, I can't believe that I fell for all that, right? And I think a lot of people out there are feeling the same way, Derek, that it's just, it's just amazing, just the, the magnitude of this story and how fantastic it is, is just hard to absorb.
3: Yes, and, and this is what I mean is that this is where you can – today on, on the video that I, uh, that I released today, I was speaking about the distractions of these things. Now, we can be interested in them, and, um, but it's, we need to be very careful that we don't get so distracted in something that takes us from the Father and that connection. So um just like I'll probably be taking uh, you know a week off so I can go and be by myself and um and kind of recoup because when I'm here I'm I'm in the world I'm I'm paying attention to emails and then I get all the nastiness and the things and and the tax I get the great stuff of course I don't I don't as many people know I don't like being thanked um I would rather you thank the father for the things that you learn and the things that you um, find out, the truths that, that are disclosed, but it's because I don't want to be more impacted in this flesh than I need to be. And so getting away and, and leaving. So this, um, Steve, what what we're doing here in exploring these things and finding out how fantastical this is, it's great to uplift your, your soul and your spirit, but more importantly, being, so, being solid because the things that will come before your eyes, just like you're saying that they will make people they, – they will lose their faith because everything that they thought was true will be destroyed in an instant. And I can promise you, just like many of you, imagine that if you didn't have time to learn who you were um, when you were woken up at this stage. This is the blessing that you have right now, that you have the time to actually refine your spirit, refine your soul. Those people that are awakened, and I'm not talking where there's any kind of speculation. Let's just say, just like Scripture speaks of, that the sky is rolled up like a scroll. And you see a planet that dwarfs ours, and it is right there, you as far as you can see. That is nothing but a planet. And you literally see aliens. And these aliens come in a form that doesn't reflect your likeness at all. And they're not very nice. And it isn't a very good day. Now, if you don't know, and you're not planning on them coming, and you're not planning at seeing that type of evil, the person that has, even the person that that is a so-called Christian that's read Revelation and read about locusts, the earth opening up and locusts coming out of it, that person never actually believed the word. Because that person's heart and mind will fail them, if they haven't understood this and digested this as reality, then everything that they have in faith will be wiped out in an instant. And when it isn't, Christ standing on a cloud in these white robes and his long beard, and wearing his two tunics, like they've drawn pictures of the what I call the you know what what I've heard many many people call. And I I've got a I've got to show this one doll here. Let me see if I can. Grab this for you. Now I'll put well, this, uh, this doll... Uh, uh, really quick, Steve. I'll put this doll on a video. It is a, it's in a box, like a doll. It's about a foot tall. It's this Jesus character. And here, I'm going to put this close to the mic. You hit this button on the back of Jesus.
0: John twenty twenty nine. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed.
3: So, it's this doll... And you couldn't get more despicable. I mean, it might quote scripture, but just the scripture that I just – that it just spoke right there. You have seen me, and so you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So it's telling you, you've seen me. This is this image that I'm holding, this doll. This is what people are expecting. And when this doesn't show up, they're never going to have faith in what's coming.
2: They're expecting well, they're, this character. I'm agreeing, and I'm sorry I keep interrupting. It's just a little lag on in the cabin, cell phone, Derek. Sorry about that. So here's <laughs> here's right. here's what I here's what I would add to that, right? So I was always perplexed um, being part of the conspiratorium, right? I don't just study Planet X. I study the Masons. I study government. I studied uh, you know all the anon stuff, right? What's going on here? What's going on there? You know all that stuff, right? <clears throat> but but what what what's what's interesting is the, this the, the greater truth that we're trying to you know probe into right now is is this idea that Christ is not going to po- po- is there a possibility that it's not going to be this revelation story that's been taught to us, which by the way originated in the 1800s. but part of this conspiratorium is this guy named Albert Pike. Okay, and there's Mm -hmm. in his whole ilk, the whole Masonic orders, the Rosicrucians, the secret societies, the skull and bones and all of these different secret societies. All of them are very poignant. Aleister Crowley, all of them. But one of the things that they seem to be a repeating theme is that Christianity itself is being set up for a big fall. This is that part of that deception, this idea that this Jesus character will come down through the clouds with his armies, that kind of thing. Right. And Albert Pike mm-hmm. spoke to it this way. He said, and Christianity, as the, what they want to do is destroy Christianity, right? So at this Mason, this kind of evil guy, this, this adversarial guy, he says that, that Christianity, because of its deistic spirits, will fall. And I always used to think to myself, what makes this Albert Pike guy think that Christianity is going to fall on its face so hard? And I used to get all, like, you know, bristled up in, the, in my back hairs and stuff. And I'd say, Jesus will show them, you know, <laughs> right? And now it's starting to sink in that what Albert Pike said was correct, that Christianity has been so deceived by this rapture theology, which, again, was only started in the 1800s, you guys. This is very new, right? This whole pre-trib, post-trib, rapture, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff is very, <laughs> very new in church theology, by the way. And there's a good deal of the eschatology of all Christianity that believes this model, Derek. And I'm starting to see that maybe Albert Pike might have been right. You know? Of course. <laughs> this is the sad part, is
3: that all of these people that we've cast out, the, the amazing part is you could take somebody where, where I'll say to a Christian, I'll go, hey, have you ever read the Satanic Bible? No. Why would I ever read that? Hey, have you ever checked out the Luciferian Doctrine? No, I wouldn't look at that. Why wouldn't you? If you're so secure oh. in what you think is truth, wouldn't you want to know what they think? Because here's the reality of it. The rulers of the world in these secret societies, they haven't been hiding under the threat of blood-curdling sacrifices and rituals, lies. They've, they threaten you of murder and torture at disclosing the secrets because they're secrets, because they're true. Right.
2: Right? They're see, that's true. The
3: that's why they're secrets.
2: Right. And that and doesn't mean see, that we
3: go and worship their God. Right. This is where no, people it, have a difficult time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't for a second think we are part of the system or want to be part of the system. We're only saying it is what is. So when we say it's true, we're saying that is what is, right? So when the skull and bones has 322 across the top of a skull and bones, and you put it backwards and it's 223, it's the host body system. It's the way that they eat souls, and they know the secret. They know it. They advertise it in their symbology, okay? So It's everywhere. Right. So when George Bush Sr. is going <laughs> across his neck to somebody that might spill the beans a little bit, they're serious. Of course. This is, now, hey, this secrets. brings up a good point.
3: This brings up a good a, a good point. Uh, Steve, you and I were talking about when you said, you know, they tell you, they, they broadcast it. Branding of companies, MasterCard, right? The logos of companies where we've pointed out. Visca Pisces system, this host body system of the enemy, is broadcast and shown to you everywhere, right? So the – and the all-seeing eye is also very much a part of that. Now, we were talking about images and symbols and how important they are. So think about how much can be told when you're looking at things. The English language, number one, I can tell you from a historical perspective – after understanding and knowing other languages that have a far more complex system to them, that one word in Hebrew right now can have five or six different meanings. In in Sanskrit, it can have 20 different meanings. In Sumerian, in cuneiform, it can have 100 different meanings. In the English language, our word means whatever they tell you it means at the time. This language was was constructed to deceive. Now, the ancients knew exactly how to convey things in massive amounts of information by symbols. Now, when, I, when, when you think about the cross, how huge of information is behind that symbol? Not the plastic Jesus on a cross, but the cross itself. The cross even prior, even, even earlier, than the cross of Yeshua okay we're talking the ancient cross of the indigenous tribes the ancient cross inscribed in stones laser cut by the way in stones 40,000 years old so think about that cross and what it means that crossing and then you have planet X you have the name of it being Nibiru which means the crossing you have a whole lot that takes place within this system and one symbol tells that story. One symbol tells the story of your cross. You dying to yourself. There are, and then they're all related. They're not unrelated. They are all related. That you have these, this one symbol. Now we have, then you begin to grasp how pathetic our language actually is. And this is why we have this Um, this problem of patience that, you know, it's, it's astonishing. I would happily make 20 hour videos on YouTube, but I have a difficult time looking at the, looking at the view rate that I've got 40% of people that never make it past five minutes, never make it past five minutes. They think they've heard it all in five minutes. And they've missed everything. So the attention span of people is also – so this is where you say the Christian church is going to fall. It's it's written about because it will. It was set up to fall. They were deceived. They still are right now, by and large. By and large. Not a few. By and large. I go online on Sundays and watch some live sermons from – from different churches every single week. I don't watch the whole thing. I just get through about ten minutes of it to see if they're warning the people, if they're preparing
2: well, their people, or or properly describing the peril. You know, the, so the, even before I was awakened to the Matrix itself and Nibiru and Planet X, I was still in in this in this in this astonishment that the churches weren't even preaching about grace or forgiveness truly what repentance is. Just basic stuff, right? You know, let let me give Mm -hmm. you an example. Uh, The word metanoia in the Greek, okay? It's the word that we translate repent. Repent simply means to change your mind. To change from thinking one thing to thinking another thing. There's no guilt or shame in that word whatsoever in its original Greek. But you translate it to English and you put it in the hands of these Hands in the hands of an angry God preachers, and what they turn the word repent into is a guilt shame word that people don't want to think about because nobody wants to think about guilt or shame. That's witchcraft. That is witchcraft. You've changed the meaning of a word, convincing a person that it means something else to deceive them, to put them in a lockdown. And shame is a lockdown, guilt is a lockdown. Okay, and they do it with words, my friends, okay? Mm-hmm. that's why Jesus never Yeshua never wrote one word down. There is no record of him writing anything, okay?
3: He didn't need and to he,
2: <laughs> no, and he selected certain people to write, but what I'm saying was his one of his biggest cautions to us the church, us today. Was beware of the scribes and the Pharisees. And when Derek talks about the power of symbols versus the power of words, when we say Christ, the Christ as a symbol, as manifested through Yeshua as a light to the world, we are in one hundred percent agreement with you. When you say He's going to come back, uh, you know, uh, in this, in this, in this kind of uh, I don't know medieval king suit uh, from the skies. You're misled, Derek. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm getting frustrated. No,
3: <laughs> it's uh, don't get frustrated, Steve. That's not good. <laughs> no,
2: the church itself it's a... <laughs> contains the person of Christ. It's it's us returning. It's His consciousness returning. It's His very essence returning. Do you understand? And how does that express yeah, it's, it's itself? Precisely. It, expresses, it expresses itself through people. Garrett, go ahead. I'm sorry. That, I didn't yeah, that, know that's this why stuff I said, that's until why. a year ago, so I'm not, I'm not like some master in this. I just learned this myself. I had to get off my high horse, man. And I had to get really honest about this stuff because, look, when he says something that – when he says that the world was condemned before he even came – That threw my theology for a loop because I thought that we stood in the basis of God based upon our behaviors and our actions. Partially true. But that's not the point. The point is is that this whole thing was already condemned before he even came here. And then when he came here, they said the people that were persecuting didn't even know who sent him. Think about what I'm saying here, people. (laughs) This guy was a he revolutionized because what had to happen, guys, to break the matrix, this horrible system of enslavement, this horrible system of 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 literally sucking our souls, I mean it's horrible stuff. These were the this is the extent that he had to go to. God himself, the creative universe, absolutely did did take the form of a man, and he put himself into the matrix and he hacked it. He hacked it. <laughs> And we keep and the, out the hacking, that the hacking the hacking is
3: and the hacking is going on again here's here's the way right. I try to describe it here's the way I try to describe it. if I could describe this system first of all, when you get into the ancient text and you begin to really grasp who these sons are, the fallen and the sons. now let's keep in mind that all of these are different beings, right, so they are separate from. ...who we are in this flesh form. Whenever you hear NASA or anybody talking about, you know, we're looking for life on Mars or another planet, they're looking for life within the laws of this Earth. That makes no sense whatsoever. That if there is another planet that has different laws, that somehow life doesn't exist within those laws. If I write two different programs... And I write a simulation on one computer and another simulation on another computer. Each simulation itself has its own laws, even its own laws of physics that the characters and the things in that simulation can and must abide by. They can't violate those laws. It's within the system. I can have another system. So the creator of all can have multiple systems. So let's take Michael as a very, very um, important son. And let's say Michael is a, um, is a master creator for the creator of all. And let's say Michael creates these systems, these simulations, these simulations for good. And an evil one takes over something that Michael created and has enslaved the father's children within that simulation so thinking the matrix here so just follow me for a second i know this sounds fantastical but this is going to help you understand what is about to take place that that system that has the father's children enslaved chopping their souls up into pieces making them multitude 7.7 billion because he's not satisfied with just torturing one of them he'll split up your soul into a million of you so he can torture all million of you that's the appetite Because that's how he gains his energy. So now he's got father's children enslaved in this simulation. Now the one that created the simulation is Michael. So call Michael this developer. And this developer out there is watching his brothers and sisters being tortured within this system. And has for age after age after age. And now we're coming to the close of all ages. And Michael and his angels are uh, let's just say hacking this system to destroy it for the final time because Michael's a tired dude. Michael's exhausted because Michael has been essentially everybody including Yeshua. We're talking dude, we're
2: some we're all exhausted. All of us are exhausted. Yes. We're all We've tired been doing this,
3: this for a... we've been doing this a long time. This isn't your first rodeo, Steve. You've been here before. No. Right.
2: No. And uh, and to get me over that hump, listen, as a fundamentalist Christian, to get me over the hump that in order for this whole spotty system to make sense, logical sense, by any means, guys, it means that he has to throw your soul, exactly like Derek said, cut your soul into a million pieces and spread you out over time and space, baby. That's what he's doing. That's what this whole thing looks like. That's why the time construct itself is an illusion. Because that gives him the ability to split time up and split us up into multiple personalities. I know it sounds fantastic. I didn't believe it either. Trust me, it got, it, the thing that got me over the top on this whole thing was when I realized that energy can either be created or destroyed. That is a law of the universe cannot be changed. It can all, energy can only be changed, that is. So what It can only be altered, into? yeah. Altered, right. So once I realize that, then eternal life is a simple, logical leap, right? So if I'm eternal, how long have I been here again? I've been here forever, literally, and so have you. Now those that are waking up,
3: yes, and now those that are waking up, what's happening is happening when I had a very long conversation with a gentleman today, a wonderful, wonderful guy, Um, and um, during the course of that conversation, I was recognizing that he was speaking about – about himself, but what he was talking about is several different attributes of several different characters. And I explained to him, I said, what is taking place right now with this crack in this magnetosphere, the veil being broken? I said, all of your lives are being compressed into one, yet you still have a single identity. So you're getting remnant of different pieces, frustration, exhaustion. Uh, I had this conversation in email with Naughty that he feels like, this is, a, um, th- this is the worst deja-, deja vu that just keeps happening over and over and over. He knows that he's done this before. I can promise you he has. And here's the reality of it. It's like I said, Michael and his angels. Now, when you look up in the sky and you see chemtrails, don't just think government. Because, guys, I could tell you right now that I can go out and I can look at five jets spraying chemtrails. And I can look at their altitude and estimate that their altitude is probably about 33 to 34,000 feet. Then I can go on radar, real-time radar that you can see, and you can track all the aircraft that are, that are up there with a, a pilot's tool. Those aircraft that I'm looking at are not on radar. So the, the fact of the matter is they might look like aircraft for, from, to, to our naked eye. But if they're not available on radar, they're not. So there is something else going on there. There is a reason why we have, um, you have in scripture, in Revelation, that it says he is coming with the clouds, not on one, with the clouds. That when you look up and you see these fantastical grids in the sky, that there is something terribly, terribly wrong. And that, that all of the different things that you see all of the different things that you see going on are not uh, necessarily of this world. Behind those clouds, as um, as uh, some of the channels show, right? The planets showing up hidden behind these things. Asteroids going around, then asteroids not going around. The things that have been visible that you can see faintly, those things, that is a war that is going on. Right. These, the. The war is already happening, people. The war to get inside this prison is already taking place. Right. And the closer that's... that that system comes and the more this opens up, the more that's going to manifest. And one day the sky will literally just crack open and the entire war will be manifest. And you know what you're going to see? If you want to think that 7.7 billion people is a lot – Wait until you see 7.7 trillion people waiting to get you. Not from a bad point, bad standpoint, waiting to rescue you. Because I can promise you, I can promise you right now that Michael is finished. It is over. Okay, this war is done. Him and his army is not playing. You copy me, Steve?
2: I do. I do copy you. And there's another dynamic at work here, too, which is this, the, you know, these, the, you know, I've come in contact with information that indicates that this is an ancient repeating cycle that's been happening for a long time. So when you talk mm-hmm. about why we're feeling so tired and why Michael's feeling so tired and all the every all the entities that are involved here are so tired, is because it has been going on for a very, very, very long, long, long time much longer than what hist- what they tell us in our history books, much longer than even it can be, can be imagined, okay? And so, but here's the good news. This is the end of all ages. This isn't the end of another age where we got to go back and reset, get a millennium, devil gets released again. Some of prophecy is going to come to a complete halt in this process because I think that there's a stealth element that's involved here, Derek. I think that, one, like for example, just the fact that we're all showing up and waking up at the same time, we haven't been whacked yet, um, proves to me that they didn't see us coming, right? So I yeah. do believe there's a bigger story where where even the personalities of our solar system and the planets in our solar system and the life energies that are involved here are all going to be set free in this process. Not just the souls of humanity. I think there's I think there's a huger you know, like I've always said to you, uh, Derek, I think this is a galactic story, and I think Earth is the turning point over with. the story is going to be done. And what we're t- when we talk about these things in these fantastical ideas and this huge story, let me boil it back down to you individually, right? You've been following like WSO or Derek or what Body Beaver, or any of these kind of channels, and you've been intrigued, and you've been led along this this line of knowledge. Do you realize how much better prepared you are to see the sky roll up like a scroll than the average Jane or Joe out on the street? Just think about that for a second. You're at least ready for this, right? So don't, don't be hopeless when we say, yeah, just the fact that you're learning these things and you're starting to build this infrastructure of knowledge in your head and your heart, and you're starting to come in line with the creator himself, the source himself, all those are good things. It, but there is difficult times ahead, right? Right. And it's going to look pretty brutal in certain areas and other areas. And you just have to trust that in the big story, the big picture, it's going to be over pretty soon, guys. This is done. Yeah, and this is none what of us I, this want is what to I do keep this anymore. Yeah, yeah, and this is what ahead. I
3: keep saying. That, that because, because you know and you're aware of these things, that's the purpose of this. I'm not saying these things to try to scare you. I'm saying these things so you know when they happen. Because then you're, you know, if I go, hey, by the way, if I sent you out of the woods and I go, by the way, you're going to go around that corner. There's going to be a huge grizzly there. Don't worry. He won't. He's, he might roar at you, but he will never touch you. I've done it. I've done it before. Right. I'm going to make you aware of it. When you go around that corner, you might be like, holy crap, there's that grizzly. But inside, you're going to be reminded that, holy crap, he knew about that grizzly. And he said that he would roar at me. And he said that he would that he would scare me, but not to be worried, so you won't be worried. You'll go and pick up whatever it is that you need to pick up, and you'll and you'll keep on. It's about knowing it's about being aware of these things
2: right and and we're we're all just waking up to this too It's like so if you look at Derek's waking up experience, it's been over the last seven years, right Derek herself for me it's been you know. It's a lifelong process, but really the acute waking up process has been, you know, the last five years in this collective, I'd say. (laughs) There's a few early adopters out there that were trying to scream in the wilderness that I used to poo-poo and, you know, just like everybody else, like, oh, they're not following the Baptist convention, so I can't listen to them or Pentecostal or whatever it is, right? Well, now it's time for us to start getting brutally honest with these concepts. And rather than run from them, let's just... Let's, let's go through and sort through what is truth and what isn't truth. And if somebody isn't telling the truth out there, is making an error, and I'm talking about the person that's doing it by error, they just don't know better. And that includes me and you, there because we don't know it all yet, and we might have some error going on yet. We have to forgive each other for mm-hmm. whatever error we might be in and just continually press into the truth. Don't worry about the error so much that people are in and give each other room to grow. Because, guys, everybody in this community is going to be changing radically over the next two to three years okay there's going to be a lot of personality changes there's going to be all kinds of change that's going to happen and again I'm just preparing you for this right it's all for the better it's all for the good it's all going to be awesome but you know a person right now that may be barking up a fundamentalist tree or is a Pharisee or a scribe right now in two years might be your best friend okay so let's not Scorn the people that are coming and trolling us and looking at our stuff and being offended and walking away, but then they come back two weeks later and watch another video, right? Because there are people that are on the path to growth right now that look really ugly and they're in a bad place personality-wise. But remember, there's going to be a lot of people waking up over the next three years, so try to give each other a break. That's my last message tonight because I, go. I got to I go. i got another commitment. Absolutely. And, you got to um, go. Yeah, I do. But I do love you, Derek, and I appreciate Traitor. you having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but take it easy on each other, man, because not all of us have the truth yet. But here's the thing. Let's keep pressing into that which is true and forgive each other for our errors, and let's give each other room to grow. That's that's what I'll sign off.
3: Yes, good message. Good message, Steve. Thanks for joining. I love you much.
2: Love you too, Derek. Bye-bye now. Sure. All right, man. So
3: uh, I'm going to. uh...
5: Hey, Derek. Hello? Don't know what happened. This is Billy Mack here. I don't know if I'm.
3: Hey, Billy, can you hear me now?
5: Hey, I got you, Hello? Derek. A little delay, but Oh I got great, you, yes.
3: Yeah. Sorry about that.
5: No sweat, man. So uh
3: so you're on you're on uh you're on the air. So uh
5: wanted to well, uh, really- so
3: you had you you had said that you had a few questions but uh, also some things that you wanted to talk about.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> it was a real joy to hear you and uh Steve talk. I'm sorry he had to go because I I find him an interesting uh, counterbalance to you in terms of how he got where he is. And I heard him, I heard him make some comments about Naughty Beaver that kind of didn't seem to strike the main chord. but that, that doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) um, I am uh, interested to know your take on getting back to Naughty Beaver, who, it's so, it's so you know really the word is reassuring I suppose when I when I hear him speak because he is he is us to a large extent in in, in Christ I mean as far as sure. hey we're 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 on a we're all on a path and it's so exciting to me personally um, and I'm I'm not looking forward to what's going to happen in fact I do a lot of things in my life to. Intentionally defer from the reality that's coming, and I know that I need to move in the right direction. And I thank you for coming on routinely, just to remind me of that. And and the way that you do it is really good because it's a subtle it's a subtle message, but you kind of got to get there. So um, what I wanted to talk about was um, Naughty Beaver kind of calls out Revelation 12 and and the sign in the in the stars. And 23 September of 2017 is the kickoff to the tribulation. And it's interesting that that's the case because that was roughly the time frame where I really started getting tuned in with what was going on. Just looking at different YouTube videos and the date sort of came and went. And I was like, wow, that was weird. You know, once in a lifetime, once in, you know, everybody's in, in world history or twice maybe it happened and like nobody seemed to. It didn't register, and now he's got that as a mark point. So, do you mm-hmm. concur that we that we are now in the tribulation?
3: Um, you know, I, I don't like saying um, specific times because the reason why when when somebody asks me a, a certain a certain question about something that my answer will be perceived by that person in a different way than than it's intended to. So what I mean okay. by that is if I said, yes, I believe we're in tribulation. Now, mm-hmm. somebody automatically is going to then start trying to calculate dates and go, well, how long is this going to be? And all of that yeah. is yeah. plenty distraction because knowing how long or when it starts, is that going to somehow help you make it through? Or are you going to somehow go, it's the same thing that when I, when I was in prison and somebody would continually talk about how long they had, Right. Oh, yeah. Man, I've only got this. I'm counting down these days. This is like, this is like watching the clock, right? Who cares uh-huh. how long you have? You have however long you have. Focusing on it right. isn't going to shorten it. In fact, it's going to make it worse for you. That that In that time that you focus on it, that day that you're strong, you'll, you'll be able to say it and go, well, I've only got a year and a half left. And the day that you're weak, you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I only have a year and a half left. I can't believe that. This is awful. All and right, it'll right. seem long. All right. Why put yourself me, in that torture, you,
5: right? <laughs> let me let me tell you why I ask, because of the. If you just listen to the conversation that you and Steve had about kind of being ready and being aware and not being able to handle it because it's going to be so over the top. I mean, these are these can be very intangible terms. Now, when you lock them into some of the substance that you guys talk about, as far as the you know the Hopi prophecies and the, the potential, I'm an intelligence officer, okay, so I deal in those words of probability and possibility, and I, I, so I understand not only your perspective on counting the days as in prison, but because it's, it, it it can be a distraction from what, what you're supposed to be focused on. Um, however, you know, in terms of getting ready, you know, the guys who recognize that we that the earth may flip and that they i was going to ask you whether you thought that the san andreas fault tsunami incident was going to be in conjunction with the execution of that event or it will be a separate event and your answer would probably be similar in that you're not sure because both those events will happen i think that one or both of those will go ahead i'm sorry go ahead sir
3: uh, let me just tell you that at pulse shift on the planet um, is not going to be a fun ride. Um, yes. So no matter, or no matter what shape anybody thinks, okay, it, it, let, let's get past that for a second. I'm just going to reiterate one more time because I've had people talking about it's a concave Earth, it's a flat Earth, it's a triangle Earth, it's an inverted Earth, we're inside the Earth, we're outside the Earth, there's the, the hollow Earth, all of these things. I can tell you there's a lot to being in the Earth, and there's a lot more to the hollow Earth uh, theory that I'll get into one day. It's just not important right now. I agree. um, Yeah, it doesn't matter what shape this planet is. It is completely irrelevant, and that is a massive distractionary feature of the enemy. It matters so little what shape this planet is, because if it gets blown up, if it gets destroyed, if it gets wiped out, if the mountains are laid low— and the streams are dried up, and the oceans are, are, are dried up, does it matter what shape it was? I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing that somebody will come in and go, the earth is flat. Who cares what shape it is? That just shows right. that you're focused on something. It's kind of like going, you know, the government lied. Of course they lied. That's all they do. <laughs> right? So right. What, what difference does it make? <laughs> the, the whole point is it's common. So who cares what shape it is? Let's focus on you the shape, of the Earth's flat. I'm going to be safe, really. <laughs> so, so the and and the well, just so everybody knows, yeah, right. is I try to make I try to make shows far more candid, um, and and try to be open with everybody, as just an open, open dialogue, so you can understand what being around a campfire with me
5: would yeah. be like. I think I'm being jammed right now. My. Ri- my phone is, feels like it's being jammed. I don't know if the enemy is doing something or what. But um, <laughs> the reason I was asking the question on preparedness and the tribulation is, um, do you think that it's responsible, like, like as, a, as a natural extension of where we are right now, wouldn't it be uh, an appropriate response to do everything you can to position yourself to be able to survive what is coming, and then if it all falls apart, if all your pre-planning falls apart because that was the will of the Father, because you have to you have to go the way, then that's okay. So and what I'm trying to get at is, you know, where people live and the altitude, the choices that they make, and access to fresh water, and all the things that could really be transformational when the Earth like takes a super wallop. Um, uh, is it, in your opinion, is it appropriate to be thinking along those lines as, as, as executing a responsibility to um, prove to God, the, you know, I want to prove to God the Father that I believe what's going to happen in a very short duration, and I'm willing to mm-hmm. change my my living location because I, I I want to be I want to take I don't want to live at the top of the Rocky Mountains. But I want to be someplace where, in a good, in a good, reasonable sense, that I can live to see another day. Be try, try and continue. Hopefully, I'll get to that path. Uh, to be at that path towards perfection to a point where I can be relevant to God's plan. But I got to be around in order to do that. So, in that light, do you think it's appropriate to be considering the worst-case scenarios and Planning your life almost – I don't want to use the word prepper because it brings on different connotations, but really that's what it boils down to. So. Well, let me, let, me, let me
3: say this, um, that there is no coincidence, there's no accidents, and everything is planned. The only thing that can ruin a plan that the Father has is by you getting in your own way. So this is where – when he says – when Christ said, for my yoke is easy my burden is light, that's because rest – don't think that you have to be a busybody doing something. That that mm-hmm. busybody you avoid. And I'm going to give you an example where where I've done this. That when I received these revelations, I was instantly, I was instantly on top of it. Right, being the business guy that I was, being the guy that would execute. I could put together a business plan, a company, the graphics, all of the financing, everything. I could do it all by myself. Every single thing, programming websites, the whole thing, souped and nuts. I could do in a week. I could build an yep. entire company in a week, right? Everything and have a product on the market. And um so I was ready. When I got these messages, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a church, I'm gonna and I, I went out and started doing it. Got property, church, everything. And he came in and wiped me out. I mean in yeah. a way that, that I just couldn't avoid it. And and that was a message. Get your hands off my steering wheel. And mm-hmm. it and it was so startling to me and such a revelation that I was like, wow, I thought I, I actually control something. So let me put it this way. If you're supposed to be away, when you read in Scripture that it says if the days were not cut short, um, you, would be go, you, know, you would be in that torment in the tribulation. If you're not supposed to be here, the merciful action will be to remove you when the veil is cracked and you don't return into this Visica Pisces system, that you are removed. You're killed, essentially, that this body is done, and your soul is free. I can tell you right now, um, that would be wonderful, right? I just know that my task is a little bit more complicated than that. So I know that I'm going to be surviving, and I will be here. Because for some, quite honestly, they don't want to be here. They might think they want to be here. You don't want to be here for what's coming. If if he calls you home early and you get wiped out, so be it. That's in the card. That's, that's what's planned. But if he's right. calling you to get out, right, he's bringing you someplace. That call will be so strong you will not be able to avoid it. Now, here's also what I say to people, that when they're focused on, oh, I'm going to prep and do all of that and all of these things, okay? If you haven't prepared your heart, if you haven't found the mm-hmm. father first, if you haven't gotten in touch, then you're going to make the wrong decisions. You're going to be using yourself, your abilities, your flesh, your thinking. The most yeah. dangerous two words you can speak is I think. Right? That's that, so that wise, is a bro. bad thing. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. is a bad deal. Just go
5: I you don't think it. I know I, mean, I
3: was told.
5: Yeah. You answered my you just answered my question in terms of like my my mindset. And I I I, I do want to walk I really, as a goal, I want to I want to defer my life decisions to God the Father, and I know how hard it is to to get where you've gotten. I mean, I really admire the, what what you've done because I know I, I can tell from my distance. I've never met you. I know you through YouTube, but I get it, and I hear I hear what you say, and um, I thank you for what you do. I I um I would uh, since I have you, you get, did the thing on the Indians and reaching out. So there's a little bit of a twist here in Florida because the Seminole tribe kind of, I, I don't know how to explain it, but there's not a pure uh, um, continuum going back. Like they sort of got artificially created as something yeah. or other. So well, I was going well, to recommend Eddie. to you that if it's, if it's really important that that we be following that direction And maybe if if there's a a listener out there who would take it upon himself as a, you know, as an appointment to help facilitate those relationships so that there's a website you can go to and that gets you to uh, as close to a point of contact as you can for an entry point, if that's, if that's all still important.
3: Yeah, you know, it is important because, I mean, these, uh, first of all, I can tell you that that the the tribal people will be far more protected than just about anybody else. So mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that all oh. tribes, because many tribes have also been uh tainted. So it mm-hmm. it
2: would be good yeah. for
3: you to do a little bit of research as to who the main tribes are, the Algonquin, the Blackfoot, the Cherokee nation. Right. Cherokees are incredibly important. I can tell you that right now. Look at their look at their written language. Um, there is nothing but ancient, ancient Hebrew in there. They've, they, there's uh, there's a lot there. The Cherokee and the Hopi's, uh, and the Hopi Indians are very important. The Algonquin is incredibly important. They are overarching. Right. So there was a breakup, just like there was there was a people. So think about the Tower of Babel, right? So confusing mm-hmm. the languages between the people. Well, a single people turned into a bunch of people. Well, same with these tribes. A single tribe turned into twenty tribes. And many of those tribes, mm-hmm. if you go to the tribal land of somebody, you go to their reservation, you go to the tribal land, and and their tribal land is you know 1.2 million acres, and they have 150 casinos on it. It's probably not a good place. They've sacrificed yeah. everything about their their culture, who they are. They've literally given way to the beast system. And um, that's yeah, not so to the, say that the casinos so themselves are corrupt are corrupting them, but they will be influenced. They are so influenced by the government at that stage. That but, that it's problematic and they're going to suffer for that.
5: Okay, uh, that's a good uh, that's some good insights, especially the protective aspects that could be could become relevant as the governmental transformations happen. Um, the whole new it's world order. Very the, relevant. <laughs> the the um, you know the I heard what you had to say about that it's all sort of a charade at the national leader level. And, and one of the things that you had mentioned when you were, I mean, I, I'm assuming that when you, when you did the three anonymous videos, like that was you doing the talking.
3: Those yes. were mine. Yes.
5: Yeah. So you talked about Kim having been, you know, that he was an Illuminati guy recruited in Sweden. And I actually sent you an email to ask you about that. Cause I found it so amazing that you would know something like that. And since then I've sort of knowing who you are and who, you know, and uh, the, the, the the guys that you run with, I could see where access to information becomes available through no supernatural means. And, um, but I still super respect it. And if there's truth about North Korean Christians being, if, if our, if our, if our spirit is being crushed like that by those people, then, we have got to do something about that. But that's a whole other topic. From the New World Order yeah, well, standpoint – I'm sorry. We'll go ahead.
3: Think about, this, think about this for a second. Um, if you do a little research on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those were mm-hmm. the only two major true Christians – and I don't mean of our Christian church today – of true Christianity, which, is, a, um, which um, is very much of Buddhist philosophy – Okay, Buddhism isn't a religion; it's a philosophy. And if you actually pay attention to the Buddhist philosophies, you'll find that what Christ spoke of very much aligns with it. In fact, if you went into the mountains of Tibet and you went into the um, into um, to many of the monks' monasteries, you will find ancient texts written in Aramaic of the words of the words of Christ all through them. Okay, so yeah. they even call him the master. So let, let's not forget that the most peaceful speaking the, – these are people that don't cause wars, don't start wars, don't participate in wars. So all, all probably a good sign, right? um i would tell right. anybody if anybody said well you know should i study buddhism Oh, pick up any buddhist book any any buddhist philosophy book teachings of of buddhism i would say you're going to get a tremendous amount just understand different words you're going to hear a different word for the for christ you're going to hear a different word for enlightenment you're going to hear a different word for spirit but all the same teaching right it's, going you know, to be it's the same you know thing. you know I, what?
5: You know, you know what I believe, Derek, and I do concur with what you just said. But as well, just like the enemy is embedded in the Bible, he's embedded in all those things. And like you said, oh, well, if you understand the attributes of God the Father, you have the you have the solution to this kaleidoscope in terms of knowing knowing what's right and where the good vibrations are. I mean, it's all, easy all the time. It's it's
3: Look, you, you, do, you do know who you are. That's the point. It's like, this is why I keep trying to say, trust yourself. When I said today on the video, yeah. know thyself. That's the main statement in The Matrix. Look, when you watch The Matrix, um, think about the, uh, uh, the oracle. The oracle would be tantamount to the Holy Spirit, right? So that's the oracle in that is, I'm taking you to see the Holy Spirit, right? Now, he goes to the Holy Spirit to, to determine whether he's the one. And she never, right. ever says, you're not the one, right? She says, so let me take a look at you, and she takes a look at it. But first, she points out the sign above his head that says, know thyself in Latin. Okay, so know who you are. That's, that's the statement in that. And then she looks at him, and she goes, hmm, and I'm supposed to say, and then she says to him, but you already know what I'm going to say. So she puts it onto him, basically the sign above his head. Does he know who he is? And he said, I'm not the one. And she says, I'm sorry, kid, because he now said, I'm not the one. So he didn't know himself. He didn't take ownership of it. And so she said, I'm sorry, kid, you've got the gift. In other words, you are the one. But she said, but you're waiting for something. I don't know, maybe another lifetime. Right? So Mm -hmm. the point is, knowing who you are, knowing you are a son of the living God, you are a son, knowing that claiming it. That doesn't mean you walk around going, I'm the son of God, and that's ego, right? So the whole point of this is, knowing who you are, never does Neo ever say I'm the one, ever. In fact, after after he figures out, it's just about a belief system, right? Never did Christ I mean, walk around and go, I'm the Christ. Somebody would say, he yeah. would say, who do you say I am? And they would say, he says, they would say, you're the Christ. And he would say, flesh and blood hasn't revealed that to you, the Holy Spirit has. So, some, some other force told you that, so it's true for you. If I'm him, if I am the Christ, you see it, and so I am. Right? Because what that's why the, he would heal people in that way. He would touch them and say, By your faith, you're healed.
5: He didn't say what he is the healed relevance, them, ever. What is the relevance of the Last Supper in, um, you know, knowing that the Roman Catholic faith? Took it in the direction that it went, and knowing that there's a, there is otherwise a true intention for for the, the institution of of the Last Supper. What um, what can you enlighten me uh, from from your uh, perspective on why it's important? I was born on Holy Thursday, so it's always been like a conundrum for me. Got it. Well, that's it.
3: That's an entire two hour blog show. Um, <laughs> just <that last> supper. <laughs> All right. So, I'm sorry. Uh, let no, me go no, down a different path. No, no. And, Cause
5: I, there's a, there's a lady that I met who, who uh, exposed me to the fact that on day four of creation, when the, when God created the beasts, that there is the potential that there's a relevance to humanity there. And, um, we, everybody's still supposed to be humble based upon where you come from, but that there's a truth, there's a truth to where how creation occurred and where everything came from that's relevant to um, to that. And if that makes sense, if I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to ask a question without sounding like a racist because I'm I, I in in the light of God the Father we, we're all we are all entitled to eternal life in Christ. Everyone that's capable of communicating with each other has a shot. I hope. I hope. If well, I if I yes, if I well, get we'll a let, vote, I hope. Yeah. So in that light well, well, let me, so in, in that light, the whole day four thing and the beast, um let's if you could talk about that, that'd be great. Well let me just let me just try to
3: touch on um when it comes to it, because you were talking about, you know, the, trying to ask a question, not talking about being racist. So the, the answers yeah. you, you can discover on your own by, by these statements. So when Scripture says, if man exalts it, I despise it, right? So if mm-hmm. man thinks it's great, then God probably has a really big deal, uh, has a real problem with it. The opposite mm-hmm. is always true in the paradoxical world, right, in this, in this binary system. That means that if man hates it, God loves it, right? If he despises what man loves and exalts, then if man is continually knocking it down, then he loves it. So think about all of the people that have been persecuted. Think about the line being drawn in the sand. Now let's talk about this for a minute. You have right now in this country, you have young black men killing each other at a rate that is staggering. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's not an accident. That isn't an accident. Okay, yes. so there is something there. Why is the enemy trying to make sure, and why is it okay? Because they could do something about it, but they're
5: encouraged. Why did the, it, they go? Why did the, Why did the Clintons and the Bushes use Haiti as their springboard to get to Epstein Island? Let's go to the heart of I'm, things. As far as
3: exactly, so these are the types of things that I'm talking about. Whenever there is something where people have gone in, like you've got Syria right now, let's wipe out all of the – an excuse to go in and wipe out all of this antiquity. Right now the evidence of who we are is being destroyed so much because literally when you talk about things being revealed, you start – when you know that there's an, uh, essentially somebody coming, right, somebody coming when – let's say that – um Let's say that somebody is coming that is going to begin a process of judgment and saying, this is who you are, and I'm showing the people this, and this is where you came from. You're going to start Mm -hmm. destroying the evidence as fast as you can. Okay, not only that, Mm -hmm. if there's a chosen people that are powerful, you're going to start wiping them out. That's why I tell everybody out there listening, if you're a targeted individual and the enemy's coming after you, and no matter what you do, nothing will go right, that – and you sit there and think, well, why would they be coming after me? I'm just a poor lonely person living in my garage. You're a poor lonely person living in your garage because the enemy doesn't like you. Because if you were not a threat, if you were his ally, you would be working for him and you would be living in a million dollar home. Guaranteed. Roger that. Right. Mm-hmm. The minute you become his enemy, the minute you become his enemy, he's going to attack you at every level. And that's precisely what happened to me. Right, so I can tell you mm-hmm. for a fact. When I'm an ally and I'm working and building systems, I'm building technology and I'm out there making making companies billions of dollars. Billions.
0: Mm-hmm. With a B.
3: Not a not a not a small task. I didn't ever I didn't ever fail at anything I was doing. Everything I did made money. I had a couple right. of little companies that didn't do well, those were just distractions. But everywhere I did, I was increasing the revenue. So I was very, very much in that system. Well, you're
5: good. The minute Derek, you're, I left that... Let me tell you something. You're a really good dude also. I just got to tell you from a... I, I laugh my butt off. At ha- you know, And some of the topics are not appropriate to laugh at, but the way that you explain things, you're hilarious. So I know that having, having a good soul and being able to love people w- when you're doing what you're doing is a helpful thing as far as success goes. But go ahead. Well, you have to. Look, th- this is what I, I always try to say is that I try to explain that
3: nobody asks for this job because, believe me, people can look at it and go, oh, you're getting accolades and people are saying they love you and all of that. Trust me, it, it, yeah. takes, um, it takes such stamina to not lose heart and faith because the amount of um, – even in people's self-righteousness, even though they want to be righteous – even in their own searching for the truth many times they can be such self selfish beasts it's so mm-hmm. sickening to me not them i don't yeah. look at them it makes me angry at the cause the source of the of, of the problem
5: so yeah. but
3: it's so hard because basically it makes it difficult to even want to look at emails right it makes it difficult mm. to even want to talk with anybody because I know that, I know that
5: I know that it affects you believe me it shows in your attitude like when, like you make a point of these people that really uh you know they they kind of they're they and I I was going to I was going to tell you this in the way of my own personal opinion but I know that I'm wrong you know to ignore them is it would be the easy way to go like you can cruise through that but I suppose like they need to be engaged if you think it's appropriate to engage them. So I know that that's, uh, you got better things to yes. be doing brother. I, that's why I leave you alone. Yep. I mean, once in a while I'll say no. hi or whatever, because I know that like you're okay. cranking. So,
2: Well,
3: Billy, the, the the reason why I even bring bring them up, look, I, I don't do anything for no purpose whatsoever. Um, yep. I'm fully in, in the father's time. I'm not wasting his time. I'm not deviating from what he asks me to do. And when he says, Read this. I read it. And no matter how angry it makes me, he's like, now talk about it. And so because it it becomes a teaching teaching tool to be able to show and demonstrate what is going on, how the enemy works, because somebody else will see that in themselves. Because it's the self-realization, recognizing what is in you, recognizing what is alive already in you so you can defeat it. You cannot defeat the enemy within you until you face it. That's Gandalf going down, you know, falling down the cliff and attacking the enemy. And he says, you know, I, sm- I smelt the, the, the ruins of my enemy on the side of the mountain. You have to destroy that enemy. You've got to confront that enemy inside of you. And so you'll notice that I'll never bring up anybody's name. I'll never even, you know, show them. I don't bring them up. I have no interest in, in publicly shaming anybody. That, that's ego. Right so but right. I'll I'll take the situation about them and use it as a as a teaching tool and say look this is what's going on this is the problem and boy I'll tell you that's a real it's a real issue because no one wants to be no one wants me to hold a mirror to them right cuz the, the second yeah. I hold the mirror then then they say I'm judging them and I go no 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 why do you think I'm using <laughs> a mirror right I'm I'm using a mirror because you're judging yourself. I'm literally taking your own words and showing them to you. I just go, look Mm -hmm. at your words. Look what you said. And please, please see it. Please see it. I'm holding the mirror. I'm not accusing you. I'm letting your own words. This is how little we do this. We have convinced ourselves in this life, and this is what's so disheartening. We have convinced ourselves of something that is just not the case. We have gotten so good at lying about our actions. We have a, an automatic system that we have the lie on our tongue, and we have the excuse in our brain at the same time. We are ready to rock and roll, right? Every second of every day, we are ready to speak the lie and to have the excuse, and we've already covered the scenarios. We've, come, we've become professionals at the enemy's system. And, yeah. and and that's the whole point, is that I'm like, please wake up. And it's a painful deal to wake up, because you take it personal. And this is why I go, the very best news, this is why the gospel is the gospel. It is good news. The good news is, the person that you see in the mirror that I'm showing you, the best news is, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. Throw it away. Right. Turn away from it. Once you know What you're doing, though, now it is your fault, right? So this is when Christ said to them, they said, why do they want to kill you? And he said, because before me, they knew no sin, and now they have no cloak, right? So before he came and showed them who they were, they were sinless in their mind. And then once he showed them how they were literally worshiping Satan and that their father was Satan, that's who their God was, well, now they have no cloak to hide their sin, and they wanted to kill him. Just like the videos attacking me because I'm telling these Christians out there, you're worshiping Lucifer, and you don't even know it. I'm doing the exact same thing that Christ did, and they come at me exactly as they came at Christ. So I look at this, and I just sit back, and I go, look at how blind the blind are. Look at how blind these people are. They cannot even see that I'm saying the exact same thing that he said. I'm doing exactly the same things that Christ did, and they are responding exactly the same way, and they don't even know. You can respond with Scripture. One guy said in a, in a comment – I mean he said in a comment, and then he goes, I want to talk to you. And so he talks to me. I get him on the phone, and he says to me, he goes, you said that, you know, uh, that, that Christ told his um, apostles to buy swords. He was the Prince of Peace. He never told anybody to buy a sword. And I give him two scriptures that said, that he says if you have two tunics, sell one and buy a sword. Now, what's that about? And you know his response? Uh-huh. He hung up. <laughs> that, that's, how avoid, yeah. that's how people want to avoid the truth. It's like the scripture says it, man. You don't even hear it. You didn't hear his words then. And then all of a sudden, here, here you are talking, right? And and they're attacking me. And I go – and I then – it's amazing that you, there is only one response you can have. I say you don't know Christ because if you knew Christ, you would know me.
0: And it's the <laughs>
3: same words and, that Christ had for the Pharisees. Yeah, if you knew my Father, exactly. you would know who I am, right? Because if you right. knew the Father's attributes, you would know that I'm doing those things. It's that obvious. They cannot see Christ <laughs> at all they are blind 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 and that isn't a great place to be in it is the most disheartening thing for me to go through to see so many that think they know who he is and know nothing about him and then the same people to turn on me it's like these people that that i was talking about today in in the video they come they go god told me to come and i'm like and and first of all i got enough of people ta enough people attacking me and and the enemy has sent people – I mean, you can't even believe it. I'm, su- I'm suspect of every single person. I test everything. So when they wow. come and they just impose on me, I immediately say – when they they write me and they'll say, I'm here. Come see me. Abruptly like that. I came to see you. God told me to come and see you, so I drove 3,000 miles to come and see you. Okay. Um, well, who are you? I don't even know your name. Right?
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: And then
0: immediately I mean, it's suspect
3: even... –
5: I can only imagine suspect. how and busy you are I I know, I know you had the you had that weekend um thing that I was interested to know how that went and uh, but i I really didn't hear anything about uh how it that went first awesome event went. I went,
3: yeah, it went awesome. I wanted to play the videos, unfortunately, the camera was too far away from me talking um all of the videos uh-huh. you could barely hear me, so it was a whole lot of background noise and people shuffling papers and everything. It would have just been a really awful video to watch. I would have loved to have, uh, to, to put it up, but it was a terrific event. It was really a, um, I think everyone getting to meet people physically that are feeling the same way. It was just an overabundance of overwhelming love, lots of hugs, lots of kisses, um, you know, lots of, um, real awakening moments for people and the transformation in, in folks has been, um, incredible that they came to it. And they're back, and they're practicing the things that they learned. And you know, they go through their struggles, and they send me video messages, and and um, you know, and give me updates every day. And it's it's beautiful to watch them go through it. They're they're battling, but it's yeah. um, just like everybody else. But they're they're solid ground. In other words, that gathering was preparing the soil. So mm-hmm. the soil's good, right? The, the 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 persecution isn't plucking up those seeds from anyone right they're they're good we had you know I baptized thirteen people in the lake uh here everybody wanted you know there were so many people that had never been baptized before they wanted to be baptized, so I baptized them in the lake so it was
0: nice. um
3: it was really uh, it was really a wonderful time, and everybody uh everybody really enjoyed themselves and and met a tremendous amount of wonderful people that were supposed to come so yes, it was good, thank you for asking and the next right. um gathering isn't necessarily going to be i would call it um i would call it a gathering, but it's going to be quite a bit bigger um it'll be more like a festival so to speak that'll be in september Mm -hmm. and that will be at the new the new property which will be up here in northern so it's not going to be in sedona um okay that that location changed because what's going to happen is we have you have burning man that will be taking place and then after burning man there's quite a few people there obviously burning man is a good start for people because it's a no commerce um no commerce event right so no money completely the the whole per, point of burning you know, burning man is burning the man, the government, the systems. So they bring their birth certificates and social security and tax records and liens on their houses and all that and they have it in the in the structure there and at the end they burn the whole thing, right? They burn down the man. And uh I, so I, I'd never uh, I've
5: heard the term but i never I didn't know it was an event. Interesting. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah, you can go on if you want to okay. kind of see what it's like. It's a there's a video um I'm trying to think of the artist's name because it's a great song to watch with a little bit uh the song is called Burn and uh, um let me see uh go over here Ely Goulding mm-hmm. Ely Goulding E L L I E G O U L D I N G and the video is called Burn and um you'll okay. see it's uh, just type Ely Goulding uh burning man and you'll find the video it'll be it'll just say Burn and have kind of a reddish Uh, reddish background with sparks all right uh you'll see it's it's that that event will finish and then people from burning man will then come to this event as as a um as kind of a i don't know a uh a re-entry into the system but into not into the system into the world and and um it's really going to be a terrific time but so we will have you know it'll be Music And it will be a, a terrific event and it will be on the property itself, which is right by it's right off of Route 66. So it's seven miles off of Route 66, the historical portion of it, um, right where they made, uh, you know, what the, the town where they made the movie, what they made the movie about cars. So the little town
4: okay.
3: uh, where all the cars are okay. in. And, um, The property is amazing. It'll be meadow. It'll be TP intense.
5: It's going to be really a terrific, a terrific event. What's the time frame for uh, planning? Purposes? That'll be
3: September. That'll be September 9th.
5: All right. September yep,
3: September 9th. Yep. And it'll be a minimum of three days.
5: Okay. Now when I say that minimum, sounds good. I'm three days. Doing, I'll, I'll be doing some traveling. I'm definitely going to make it there. And now that you put that as a spot on the wall, I can plan. I think I can plan for that. Cool. Man, I've got so many questions, yeah. and I know I don't know if you have limited time or you want to talk to somebody else. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I want uh, to take a
3: couple more colors. I only have I only have 19 minutes left in the show, but I, I liked your questions and I thought that
5: they were uh, good. So I wanted to
3: give you the opportunity, Billy. It was, it was really good talking with you, and um, stay in communication with me. I will. And, I'll uh, use crucified
5: and- in Christ, and I'll use my uh, I'll use uh, my Gmail account to get to you. And thank you so much for the time, man. It's really a joy to uh, talk to you. Keep up the great work, man. You, you're, you're, you're doing it. So thank you.
3: Thanks, Billy. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go to another caller right now. Um, how about I go to uh, let's find, find somebody who's been on a long time and been holding a long time, uh, area code nine zero five seven nine six nine zero five seven nine six. If you have your internet separate from your phone, Turn that down because otherwise we'll get the feedback. So nine zero five seven nine six, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hey, good. I I hear myself echoing in the background. Can you turn that down? Yeah. Do you do you have a question? What's your name?
4: Uh, it's Stefan. Uh yeah um about the burning thing the burning rat thing uh when yes, is that uh happening
3: september 9th
4: september 9th okay uh, yeah and
3: I'll make sure that I I'll make sure that I keep everybody up to date on uh, details of it as we go you can uh, check the youtube account and and uh and also any of these podcasts but I'll make sure that we will keep everybody up to date okay all
4: right uh that's perfect
3: all right was that it was that it yeah all right so let's go to area code 508-365, 508-365, you're on. Hello?
4: I can't believe this.
3: <laughs> what can't you believe? Can you hear me? Yes, I oh can. What's God. your name?
4: Get... Oh, my God, this is Carolyn in Cape Cod. Oh, hi, Carolyn in here? Cape
3: Cod. I'm very good.
4: How are you Oh, that's so wonderful! Unbelievable. I actually don't even have a question. Oh, uh, you don't? You know, just, just listening to just you. Saying, just listening. Huh. All
3: right. Well, it's it yes. great. to I I know I know the Carolina Cape Cod very well because I've seen plenty of your comments.
4: Yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely amazing. Just amazing. I. Um, you know, when I first saw you and I saw some videos, I was just like, "Oh my God, this is just unbelievable." I mean, I know you don't you don't like to be exalted or whatever, which isn't really what I'm doing, but it's just I knew right off the bat that you were are appointed. You are here for exactly what you're doing, and I felt such a connection because. I mean, I I feel like, you know, the same way, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I have a friend that, you know, when I first, I woke up only a couple of years ago.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) But, you know, ever since then, it's been 24-7, you know. And I'm not a Bible person, okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I never was, you know, I did call myself a Christian. But it's just absolutely amazing, you know, everything that's happened and and um I really wanna connect you with, you know, a friend of mine, but um, you know, unfortunately I think some things have uh happened. I think he's been threatened. Um, you know, because he's been in the Hollywood industry. Uh he's a pastor, um musician and you know he was gung ho and really gung ho and you know i just think it's he's just not ready you know i just well, think he's not well, that's, ready well
3: that some some sometimes that's um if you put him in touch with me directly um yeah that's probably the best bet because um when they're not ready is when i you know when i definitely like to talk with them <laughs> yeah i i really do. Yeah, cause I, I honestly i do but...
0: I, I just, just to give know. you an idea
3: some someone someone was uh we went out to look at a different piece of property and um uh and somebody uh that uh, that knows me and and is very much knows me from this was was uh with me and we were at a we were having a meal with them uh with the people that uh, uh that were there with us and this is a person these are people that didn't know anything about what I do and yeah. um just sitting at the table she sat there watching the reaction to the conversations that we were having and their jaws Uh were on the table. And it was, it, it was like dragging them out of the matrix, you know, right. That very second (laughs) it was, uh, it was enjoyable. That's I I honestly think that that's, that's the best way because when they're, when they're listening and they want to know, right. They, they, they're inquisitive. They want to know a little bit more and a little bit more. And I basically just, okay, you want to go down this hole? I'll I'll take you. Let's go on a tour. And um, it's truly remarkable to watch it take place. I, I love it. And they're so filled with, so filled with joy after they even, really can't even talk about it. They don't even know what to explain. They, they couldn't articulate it and say, well, I learned this. You know, they, they can't even repeat it. They're just overwhelmed with learning this new thing. And that's what I, I always try to say, that learning this truth is the scroll of John that is spoken of and the, the scroll of the prophets. It says, in your mouth it will be sweet as honey but in your stomach it will turn Mm -hmm. bitter because it's so sweet to Mm -hmm. learn this truth but then all of a sudden when you begin to recognize the impact of what that is and everything around you, you go, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to be sick
4: yeah, you know, and actually because I I just talked to him um, a couple of days ago, you know, because I I, you know, got the uh, message you know, to give him a call you know, make another attempt to connect, because I, you know connect with you And, um, you know, he's at like a seminar type of thing right now, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and then, you know, I sent him some more videos, okay, of yours and everything. Because, you know, when you see, somebody sees your videos, I mean, it's like, I mean, there aren't any words to describe the transformation and the message that you have. It's just, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's somebody finally doing this. You are taking on the Christian community like nobody has ever done. And I am so grateful and so happy you are there that you're here. I really I can't express I can't express well, I my appreciate... gratefulness and I'm just and I'm definitely going I... <laughs> to connect you because I'm a connector. Okay. That's what I do. Well
3: I appreciate I, started, I appreciate you, Carolyn.
4: Yeah. I started a, a network, um Lightworker Support Network. Um and we're getting a web, website together and um we'd love to have you on one day.
3: I'd love to be on.
4: Yeah. So um I'll let you go to your next caller. Okay. Okay,
3: thanks so and much it was for nice calling.
4: Chatting with you. You're welcome. Good honey. chatting
3: with you as well. Talk to you soon. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to go to area code 316 351.
6: 316 351.
3: Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? What's your name? I can hear you fine.
6: My name is Christina. Christina. I am amazed. Very good that to I
3: got...
6: Oh, Derek, I'm so excited to be able to just how excited I am that this is happening I left a message and and uh, a comment saying it's an exciting time to be alive actually um, it is it's a little scary like you said sweet as honey but bitter in the stomach but mm-hmm. um, I I am I don't even know where to start I wanted to talk to you <laughs> so bad and then I was like I'm never gonna get to talk to him um, <laughs> I just want to thank you because I kind of, oh, i don't want to get emotional. Um, I was raised Baptist, and uh, then as I got older, I was like, oh, I'm going to do non-denominational because there was this disconnect, and um, I don't know. You resonated. It felt very truthful, and it spoke to my heart, and uh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So... Uh, God. And I love like, you know, Steve and Naughty. I've been following Naughty forever. He's the dude and me, he? he's so cool. Um <laughs> he is a little reclusive. I went through that as well when I was kind of I felt like nobody understood me and I kind of became a hermit. Um, mm-hmm. but now I'm kind of breaking out of it and I'm I'm wanting to tell people and be like, Listen, this is a great thing, you know? So yeah, that's all I really wanted it's, it's, to say. It's, I wanted to say, go ahead. Oh, I
3: appreciate, oh, I appreciate you, appreciate. Christina. I, you know, it's it is amazing that you know I uh, somebody had sent me a video. It was one of the attack videos, and and I was just uh, I didn't really pay attention to the video. I just read some of the comments, and there was a lot of positive comments, and there were people, you know, def- defending me. But there was another comment where this this lady. This is the amazing thing is is that. When you hear the truth, like I've always said, that the truth is written on you. You already have it inside of you. You have a much larger memory, a much longer memory than you know. It's kind of been erased or just overwritten. And so yeah. when you hear these truths, it awakens in you. And the amazing part is is that it begins connecting you with who you are. And so this person was speaking, and I've recognized that the, perver- that the people – that think they know the Spirit of God. They think they know what the Holy Spirit feels like. They think they know what the Spirit of Christ is because they think they know what it is, right? Because they go into a church and it's, um, you know, and they've watched Benny Hinn or whatever and people smacking people in the face and all of the black magic and voodoo, literally black magic and voodoo that takes place in some of these churches, right? That that they Mm -hmm. think that that's what it is. And because of that, when they are all of a sudden, when they're impacted, because they, you know, the, this person commented and said, I was so moved, and everything in my body shook, and I realized he yeah. had to be of the devil, right?
6: Oh, they, no, no, I'm like, of yeah, the devil. my body shook, when yeah. I heard you too, but it was yeah. for the opposite and so reason. that's the whole point,
3: <laughs> yeah, and the whole point is, is I'm like, that's the spirit of God, when he wakes up in you. It, He's literally ringing your bell going, Hey, listen to this. This is the truth. Like he's screaming at you. And then, then they said, and then they, and then this person said, and have you noticed that, you know, I've noticed that a bunch of people that listen to him now have sleepy spells where they feel exhausted. And, and it, and it was a confirmation for me. It was meant for an attack piece, but it was a confirmation for me that I will give you rest that, that. You feel like you need to do something all the time, that you feel like you need to be a busybody, and all of a sudden you know this truth, and there's such a degree to, of this that you know once you do get rid of the urgency to do something, you do feel like you can breathe for the first time. It's like you get to yeah. rest, and you just lay back and go, wow, and so there is this period – you know, it's, it's like going through, you know, grieving process. where You're grieving the world. People ask me, why do you wear black and why do you wear a hat? I go, look, I wear bracelets on my wrist to remind myself of the shackles that I wore and the shackles that everybody else wears. I wear a beanie on my head to remind me the whole world has a crown of thorns so I never forget the crown of thorns that I'm speaking to, that they're wrapped up in this world. I wear black because I'm mourning for the condition of everybody here. Yeah. There will be a day where yeah. I will wear white. And when yeah, I do, you'll know that we will
6: all be a, yeah. It's amazing. I I love you, Derek. Brother Derek, you just, you know, you have moved me to to say, look, I don't have to be ashamed of what I believe. This is the truth. I know it's the truth. I feel it in the core of my being, you know. And yes. you know, um if they don't, you know, like you said, you can only lead them to water. And if they don't want to drink, you know, I'll just kick the dust off my boots and keep walking.
3: And move on. <laughs> yeah. And,
6: and, yes. and smile
3: with joy. It's not that you won't mourn for them. You do, but you're not going to let them take your yes. peace from you. Right? Because no. the reality yeah. of it is this, is Christina, is that, that the, the mere fact that they even meet you. That they don't know what's going to take place, but the reality of the situation is your hand will be the only one they'll see reaching for them to save them when that veil is open. So you will be saving more than you know.
6: I hope so. I mean, I just want to do my part, you know, even if it's just my family and my loved ones in my community. You know, that's enough for me.
3: You already have them. The mere fact that you're connected to DNA, this is what I try to explain to everybody, and everybody, please hear me out there. Don't worry about your families. Don't fret that they're not that they're not hearing this. If you're connected to them in DNA, believe me, they're coming with you. You are their savior. You've got them.
6: That's awesome. I have a grandson okay. that I worry about in this world all the time. Don't, and that is don't just, worry about him. Oh. You've,
3: you've got him. You've got him. Believe me, when all this is said and done, you're gonna know exactly what I'm speaking of. You've got him. He's already connected to you. He's already got your spirit. You're already part of him. He's he can't he can't even avoid it. He's going with you.
6: That's so refreshing. Okay. All right. I love you, brother. I'll let you get on to another caller. Okay. Okay. And I'll see you in September. Okay. Oh, great!
3: Awesome. Okay.
6: All right. Love.
3: So. Love you too. Um, so I'm going to go to, uh, let's see, two six two five five one. I've only got four and a half minutes left. Two six two five five one. You're on. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can you hear
0: me? Hello. Yes,
3: I can hear you. Hello.
0: Oh, terrific. Hi. I'm sorry. Um, my voice is very, very bad.
3: Um, oh, I'm sorry hello. about that.
0: So, oh no, that's fine. Um I uh wanted to ask you a question i will take my answer off the air. Um you know, I think people um tend to not look to the supernatural of how um people can see things and they try and rationalize things that are not rational in this world. And, um, yes, I'd like your feeling, um, and your thoughts about how to deal with things that are supernatural and, uh, A very, very important, I believe, your experience was a supernatural experience. And uh, some of us do actually experience those to a very, very high degree. Um, And I'd like you, maybe if you would like, please, to uh, just finish your thought, and I'll take your answer
3: off here. Thank you. All righty. Well, the, um, the supernatural. Um, there's no question. It's it's amazing that people tend to, um, when something's bad, they won't relate it to supernaturally created, but when something is good, they'll relate it to supernatural creation. That that that's an issue. So the unfortunate part is, um, sometimes uh, we can we can misjudge what the father has allowed to the enemy. And not even giving the, the credit, not seeing what we're supposed to see. If the father put something before you, he burned your house down, trying to basically – he allows that to take place. He doesn't burn it down, but he allows it to happen, right? So instead of having his protective hand, he allows that to happen because he needs you to get out of there. He wants you to make a change, and you've gotten that message a number of times. And you didn't hear the message because you looked at it as the enemy, right? So this is um, – when something takes place from a supernatural perspective, also in your house, something somebody feels a spirit, feels something happen, all of these things, you should be paying attention to these and also relating them through all of the evidence that you have over time. This is why I try to explain. Always be paying attention. Stay awake. Be vigilant. That's what that means. Be vigilant. Be looking around for signs. Be looking around. That's why numbers are important. All of these things you're being led you're being shown these things. the enemy doesn 't work in that way he won't he isn't trying to do that. he does it in the obvious ways he'll show you in the stupid TV show you 're watching he's going to sh- he 's going to show you in the news he 's going to create his, enemy, his his fear through through his channels of mainstream media he 's not going to do it through these little tiny things that show you know show up when you look at your clock and it says eleven eleven or nine one one or one, two, three, four constantly every single time you look at it so that 's uh, how it is with. the the supernatural I'm going to I only have a a 43 seconds left so I'm going to finish up here and and just let you know that um um the these shows I truly enjoyed the personal interaction and being able to take questions I really do enjoy hearing from you because there's so much more that comes from it I, I truly pray and hope that everybody out there gets something from the conversations and hearing other people and the questions and the concerns that they have I'm going, to have, I'm going to have another show probably in the next couple of days, within the next two days, that will only be questions. No agenda, none of the things that I'm going to talk about, just questions, and I'll announce that in a video. So pay attention to the videos and also put some questions in the comment section. Just note, uh, note it. I love you all very much. I'll talk to you soon.